Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us to this time and to this place to hear your word, to celebrate, to sing together and to pray, to fellowship with one another here and even across the internet. Lord, we pray, remind us of who we are as your people and who we are as your children in the waters of of baptism, brothers and sisters in Christ, called by name, by the power of your spirit and your word, that you might change our lives for here and for eternity. Open our ears to hear, our lives to live in the power of your word. Amen. In the beginning, that's what it tells us, the first chapter, the first verse of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If we'd read the entire chapter of Genesis, that first chapter, we would see how God formed everything in this world in six days and how on the seventh day he rested from his work and The phrase says, he saw it all and it was good. That includes you and me. But we know how the story begins to unfold when we get to that third chapter of Genesis, how man falls into sin and disobedience against God. His eyes are opened, knowing the difference between good and evil, that is, knowing what, how God wants us to live and, and now how our sinful hearts often drive us to live in very selfish, self-centered ways, the way we want to do it. We fall into that trap fairly easily. And sometimes it's hard for us to avoid it because we're so worldly focused that we forget to be focused on on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Throughout the entire days of the Old Testament, we can see how people continually followed God for a period of time and then how they fell away from him for a period of time, how they were faithful and then unfaithful, how they worshiped him and then worshiped false gods. But already in Genesis, God had given a promise to Adam and Eve that he would send forth his son into this world. And that's what we celebrated during this Christmas season, and it's what we realize in Epiphany that indeed the word has become flesh and has dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. It is our Lord walking in this world and moving among us that brings the power of God's created word to a reality that changes the hearts and lives of people. Today, as we move through the season of Epiphany, we see in our gospel lesson that John is baptizing Jesus in the Jordan River. We hear those words from our gospel lesson today. That interesting character of John who comes in the appearance of of Elijah. He preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. 
In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. We look at this and we call it the beginning. The beginning of the Word made flesh starting his earthly ministry. It's the beginning of the unfolding in in a very real way of the plan of redemption for for the world, for you and, and for me. And just as we saw those words in the beginning, God created. So now through Jesus Christ, God begins to create in our hearts and in our lives. As Jesus is coming up out of the waters, we see that the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove and a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. So many people have this idea of God creating the world and kind of winding it up like a clock and then going off on vacation and forgetting about everything. Nothing could be farther from the truth. You see, God is still active. He's an active God holding the whole world in his hands. All of creation is really uh, attributed to him. It's his power and his glory and his might and his strength that continues to spin the planets and help the, the sun to shine. And even while he's doing all of that, he intervenes in our lives. He sends Jesus Christ to die on a cross for our sins. I love what St. Paul writes in our letter to the Romans today. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. In other words, we have a new life in Jesus Christ in the waters of baptism, in the power of the spoken word and the word being given to us, the word made flesh. Just as God created by saying, let there be, he touches our lives by saying, you are forgiven. The same power that brought all of of the world into existence is the same power that wipes away our sins because Jesus shed his blood on a cross for each of us. And so Paul reminds us that, that we are no longer slaves to sin. Our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. So we are dead to sin and alive to Christ. Sin has no power over us. Now, what does this mean? It doesn't mean that we're going to be a perfect people. It means that when we mess up, that we have a God who's there and in his love for us, picks us up, uh, I like to say dusts us off, reminds us that we're covered with the blood of Jesus Christ, and that we can go forth in his name and continue to live for him. We're not a perfect people. We are a forgiven people. We live by grace every day. And it's that grace that empowers us to live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died for us. John's words are right. 
He just baptized with water as a symbol, as a reminder of people who wanted to make a change in their lives. But Jesus Christ baptizes us with the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the water and the word, he calls us his own and he writes his name. I like to say maybe it, you know, I know, Al, you might have this thing against tattoos, but I really think he kind of tattoos his name on our forehead and on our hearts. And I think that that's a much more valuable uh, tattoo, if you will, than Green Bay Packers. You know, I saw a bumper sticker this week that said, on the eighth day, God created Green Bay. And I thought immediately of you. Just, just want you to know that. No. He's written his name on our foreheads and on our hearts to mark us as redeemed children. Now, I don't know how you all are, but... When I get up in the morning and, and I'm kind of waking up and I look in that bathroom mirror, I still see that nice, buff 18-year-old. And it's not true, is it? What we really need to see is child of God written on our foreheads. His reminder that we live each day in Christ. That when we go through the day, we don't go through it alone, but, but Christ is with us. And so, if we've died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. When do we live with him? Not just on Sundays. Not just in a small group Bible study. Not just during a devotion. Not just when we feel like it. But we live with him when we're standing six feet apart, waiting to get into some store or place of, of, of merchandise. We live with him each and every day with those around us, with those that we might sit next to somewhere on an airplane or a bus. We live with him when we see the stranger on the street who needs help. We live with him when he calls us to minister to someone else. I got to tell you, we live each day, and I, I don't know what you might get from this example, but I, but I got to tell you, I raised my kids, I hope, right. I told them, you don't pick up strangers. Right? How many of you have done the same thing? So my daughter calls me yesterday and says, Dad, you're going to be mad at me. But I went out the other night to kind of look at the sunset against the mountains of Glacier National Park, and I drove up this road, and it got all cloudy, and I couldn't see the sunset. But, but I'm getting around this bend in the road, and I see this guy going like this. And I know what you've always said, Dad. But I stopped, and I rolled down my window, and he said, my friend and I were driving, and we drove into a ditch up here and we're stuck. Can you drive me down to where I can get cell signal? And she said, Dad, I can hear your words running through my mind. But I also thought God put me there to do the right thing at the right time, the right place. And so I gave him a ride. I said, Sarah, I wasn't there. 
I didn't stand in your shoes. If God puts you there and you believe that, I'm okay with that. Just don't do it again. <laughs> we trust God. We walk with God. We live by the Spirit. We go where the Spirit takes us. And, and we do it, maybe with a little bit of fear. But we do it because God calls us to it. And God calls us to live our lives in this world because we are workmanship. We're created by the power of the word made flesh. And we are God's workmanship in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He's the one who shaped us and molded us, called us by name. And in the waters of baptism reminds us that he's with us every day. And those promises... The promises that he is our God and we are his people. The promises of salvation, life everlasting. The promises of forgiveness of sins. They're ours. And so when the world starts dragging you down, where you're tempted to kind of do it your way, look in the mirror. And remember the child of God is, is across your forehead in your heart and that you're called to live for Jesus you're called by his name created new created by the word in Jesus name amen and now may the peace of God which passes all of our human understanding keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen. At this time, I invite you to stand as you are able as we join together in confessing our common Christian faith in the ancient words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Heavenly Father, in the Jordan River, you revealed Jesus to be your beloved Son. Lord, a mighty work and wonder. Lord, strengthen all those who have been baptized, especially those who have been baptized recently. Strengthen them with your heavenly protection. Lead them to find their true identity in you as your beloved sons and daughters. Lord, by a mighty work and wonder. Lord, comfort all those who are suffering in grief. 
console them with the sure and certain hope that just as we have been united with Christ in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Lord, by mighty work and wonder, Lord, give courage to all those who live in conflict with their family members, especially regarding differences of faith. Lord, by your mighty work and wonder. Lord, bless all pastors, church planners, missionaries, and servants in your church who proclaim your word and administer your sacraments. Embolden them to seek and to save the lost and bring those who have strayed back into your family. Lord, by mighty work and wonder. Lord, place your healing hand upon all who are sick, injured, and recovering, especially, Lord, those who have uh, contracted COVID and are suffering and, and recovering from, from that virus. Have mercy upon them and lead them on the path to health according to your will. Lord, by mighty work and wonder. Lord, we ask you to continue to be with our church and school, with all of our staff. Uh, Lord, lift us up as we move through the the second uh, semester of the year. We pray, O oh Lord, again, comfort and strengthen all who serve you in your name each and every day. Lord, we ask again all of these things in the name of Jesus, your beloved Son. Jesus, Lord, by mighty work and wonder, reveal your grace to us. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we would normally receive our tithes and our offerings to the Lord. Again, during this COVID time, there is an offering plate uh, resting in the narthex, so you can use that if you are in worship in person with us. Uh, if you are online, again, uh, the four ways that you can give to us are to uh, mail your offering in to the church office. You can also go to your um, financial institution's bill pay program. You can also... Um, Go to our church web giving page, website, and you can finally use the Give Plus app. For those of you who are worshiping around the country or even around the world, please remember to support your uh, local missions and ministries. Uh, again, a reminder that we are back to our normal worship service, uh, so both at 8.15 and 11 o'clock. Of course, our 8.15 is webcast. Uh, and we're also back to our normal communion service, so there is communion today at 11 o'clock with a walkthrough communion following. I'm not sure what's going on, if it's me or if it's something else, but uh, even if I'm going to crackle a little bit, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give thee but thine own, whatever the gift may be, all that we have is thine alone, a trust, O Lord, from thee. Amen. <laughs> 